Welcome to Eurovision with Adam. Thank you so much for joining me. We have our final Eurosong interview and it's with the one and only Erica Cody, the huge basically household name in Ireland. You might know Erica from her songs or from Dancing with the Stars. She's pretty well known in Ireland and she's going to be competing in Eurosong with her song Love Me Like I Do and it's already in the Irish homegrown charts so it's already getting a small bit of chart success before Eurosong. So yeah, let's start the conversation with Erica Cody. Let's welcome Erica Cody, who's competing in Eurosong with her song Love Me Like I Do. So how are yeah. you doing, Erica? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Um, it's been a mental few weeks, um, as you can imagine, but it's been, you know, I'm just super grateful. It's it's great to be back and to be back with a band because I took a little bit of a break from music last year. So it's great to be back. That's amazing. Yeah. And let's go back a small bit. What made you get into music in the first place? Like I'd always been interested in music and always had taken an interest to, to it. So, you know, for me... Um, it was just one of those things that I always gravitated towards. I had parents who were really into music just as enthusiasts. And so there was always good music playing around the house. And I was put into stage school when I was really young, since I was about three or four. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really until I did my first support slot gig for WizKid when I was like 16 that I was like, oh, OK, this is something that I actually really want to pursue because um, I caught the bug for it then. And then, you know, that was it. Yeah. And like when you were 18, you were looking to go into professional basketball, but you unfortunately suffered a serious injury. Looking back, is it really hard? Yeah. Do you think it was the right decision, you going into singing? No, I, to, to be honest, and every time I'm asked, I thought I'm just like, it was a blessing in disguise because I was always of two minds. I was like, I, I really want to be a musician and a songwriter and an artist, but I really wanted to be a a singer, a songwriter and an artist. And, you know, it was, um, what's the word? I was always trying to balance the two and it just never, I feel like my body, it was my body telling me to, you know, pick something um, and just stick to it. And then sure, I got injured. Like I was going from rehearsals to to basketball training or going from shows to a game. It was, it was absolutely crazy. So um, once I got injured, I was like, okay, I think that's a sign. I think um, it's time to just go full throttle at music 110%. And yeah, I think it definitely paid off. Yeah. That's amazing. And like you've performed at many festivals, you supported a lot of like big acts. What do you think is the highlight of your career so far? God, there's like, luckily there's been, so many for for the most part like everything has all happened at such different times in my career as well so it's hard to be like this is like the pinnacle because each time I've done something big whether it's you know performing a, an American national anthem on CBS sports for you know college basketball games to millions of people or performing for the president or going on tour with Ray and then supporting Jesse J and mm -hmm. opening for acts like Envo it's um I, I, I've always been striving for the next big best thing. So everything has always been a monumental um, step in my career, I suppose. Um, but I think definitely what I, what would be the highlight of my career for me would definitely be Eurovision. It's because yeah. there's no stage that's bigger than that. 
know, and I think it would just be a catapult into a whole other world, which I think everything that I've done in my career so far has prepared me for something like that on a stage as big as that. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to kind of see where the journey takes me, to be honest. And I'm just kind of following and the way that the universe is guiding me because I feel like everything, all the stars have just been aligning towards Eurovision. It's been a mad couple of months. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's super exciting to be a part of. Yeah, that's amazing. And as you were saying, you've like supported many acts like Ray, Jesse J. You performed at like many festivals like Longitude, Electric yeah. Picnic. And you were asked to do like Eurovision yeah. like in the past or like you conversations in the past. How did you make the decision to like enter Eurosong this year? Like having all the success you've had and being yeah. as, as established as you are. Yeah, for me, to be honest, Adam, it was one of those things that like my manager, my old manager presented to me at the time being like, look, would you be interested in putting a song forward for, you know, Eurosong or whatever year it was? And it's just something in my gut was like, I'll never say never, but right now it's just not the right time for me. Because um, going into something like Eurovision, it's something that you, you kind of need to be a well-oiled machine for it, to be quite honest, because, you know, it is one of the biggest stages in the world for music, if not the the biggest one. So, you know, it's not something I would go into without having the know-how and without having, you know, the support and also having the vision and the team and the right song. So, you know, I always wanted to make sure that I was mentally, physically and emotionally ready for something like that. And mm -hmm. I think having started on Dancing with the Stars, that definitely um, prepped me for, you know, something as big as Eurovision because, you know, you're on, you're on live TV every Sunday night and you only get one chance. So, you know, you're only as good as your last show. Um, so I've definitely adopted some of that into into the Eurovision journey. But yeah, it just the way it all happened, it was just it was a bit mad, to be honest, because I was like, I'll never say never to it. But I definitely feel that especially over the last year, there's just been a lot of Eurovision conversation in the air, whether it was for my friends or my team members or anything. So um, we wrote the song like two years ago, an Irish Woman in Harmony writing camp. Mm -hmm. And what's funny about that is, is that, you know, we actually, when we wrote it at the time, we didn't have the bridge in it, the Ismisha Minas, Misha Gras. And after we wrote it, we sat on it for a while and we were like, we think so-and-so would sound great on this record. And we had some really big names in the UK, really big artists in the UK and the States that were going to cut a version to us. And then like a year passed and... I was like to the girls, the the song kind of just kept coming up and it was one of the most listened to songs on my demo list. And I was like, Do you know what, if I'm I've, I'm making a lot of pop music at the moment. This is a song I just keep gravitating towards um, and that I just keep coming back to. And it's funny because in the meantime, as I said, like we actually hadn't put in the Ismisha Manas, Misha Gras yet because mm -hmm. we hadn't a clue who the song was going to be for. Um, and in the meantime, I had Gras tattooed on my hand because it was a tattoo I wanted to get for a really long time. Um, and then we played Electric Picnic on the main stage. Electric Picnic just gone in 2023. And there was a, as Irish in Harmony, and there was a tattoo artist backstage. And we were all like, girls, like, what should we get to commemorate the moment of, you know, what we just did? It was incredible. And we all got Mana tattoos. So I have Gras on one hand and Mana on the other hand. And what's gas is in and around that time it was a couple of weeks before um i had decided to it was probably towards the end of the summer last year that i was like you know what i think i'm gonna go for it. i think i'm gonna enter 
love me like I do um, because I was just going through a really tough time. I was trying to navigate a breakup and it was the, it was a song that I just kept coming back to. And it was funny because I didn't, it didn't resonate with me as much like when we wrote it because, you know, everything was in retrospect of things that we had been through. And then obviously I went through what I was going through and I was like, hold on, this is like my anthem, you know? And it just felt right. And we'd added the, it's Misha Manas, Misha Gras, once we knew we were going to take it to Eurovision. Because once I said to the girls, I was like, look, I'm thinking of doing Eurovision. What do you think? Um, they were like, why would we give it to an international act and we can keep it at home and hopefully mm-hmm. it can fly the flag for Ireland in Sweden. And yeah, everything just started teeing up. And I was like, the last time we won was in 96 with Emer Quinn. We're tied in wins with Sweden at the moment. Sweden's mm-hmm. the pop capital of the world. Um, and I was born in 96. So everything just felt like it was starting to align. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to follow follow the signs and just enter it and see what happens. And here we are. So yeah, it's yeah. mental. That's an amazing story. And do you have like any favorite Eurovision like memories or songs like of all time growing up watching the contest? Yeah, well, I think like if I was to actually go and name everything, I'd be here for hours. But yeah. me and my cousins used to always have Eurovision parties and we would literally we'd all put a, put in like our own little bets, like without putting money down or anything, obviously, because we were only kids. But we'd have like our little score sheets of like who of our predictions of like who would win. And yeah, I've really special memories around Eurovision that way. Um, but I think definitely in recent years, the ones that obviously stood out to me could because that I felt like I could really relate to in some way was uh, Euphoria mm-hmm. and Chanel Slow Mo. So I was like, yeah, if I was going to do Eurovision, I'd be doing big, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. And like, I don't know if you're like aware of this, but you're currently first in the odds for Eurosong. Like you're very high in the odds always. How does that make you feel? Like, it's mad because, to be honest, I haven't really been paying much attention to anything else that's been going on outside of my bubble. If I'm being, because when I'm in something, I just have to focus because I don't like getting too sidetracked. And because sometimes it can just feed into, you know, certain parts of your psyche. And I'm very much, you know, a, a racehorse with blinkers on and I want to stay focused. So I actually, I didn't realize that. I, I did see a couple of when we were announced and stuff that um I was a bit of an underdog um when it came to the, when it came to like the polls and stuff, because obviously for the first week or so, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I need to see everything. And then I was like, okay, I need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. um Because when I did dance with players, there was a lot of that. It was a lot of healthy competition, mm-hmm. but it was also, you know, you only get one shot. So, and then you'd be looking at people in the bookies to see who's a favorite that week and whatever. And yeah, it's just mad. It, obviously it's, it's great to see so much support and to think that people believe in me that way. Um, so yeah, my main focus is really just to uh, go into rehearsals this week and be in my bubble with my boys and my team and just, you know, give something that's hopefully undeniable um, and something that people can be really proud of and want to get behind and be like look this could this could get us a qualification because at the end of the day I wouldn't be in it if I didn't think we could really um, have a chance you know yeah that's amazing and you were talking about Irish women in harmony earlier and Amy and Ruthann they helped you put together love me like you do what is like how did Irish women in harmony form and what is their purpose now yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, so it's funny. This is another kind of full circle moment as well. It's kind of like everything is kind of circling back to the roots of, you know, A, the song, but also friendships and those friendships are all female. So um, 
it's funny, I used to really look up to Ruth Ann when I was younger because I saw all the songs that she was writing and what she was doing in LA. And, you know, she'd written Too Little Too Late for JoJo. And she was a girl from Donna Mead. I'm from Baldoyle. They're literally two, uh, two minutes away from each other, a stone's throw. And I was really inspired by her growing up. Um, and Samantha Mumba, obviously. But in terms yeah. of like, I saw what she could do and I was like, wow, like I really admired her. Um, and then lo and behold, you know, a couple of years later, we're sitting in the middle of COVID and she follows me on Instagram and drops me a DM. And she's like, I don't know how I feel about, you know, all these women not getting the, the flowers they deserve, especially on radio. Like we have to be able to do something about it. How can we get people together and, um, you know, use our voices on our platforms to kind of advocate for change. And our friendship really blossomed out of that, to be honest, because A, I was so honoured that she reached out to me and to have this conversation. And because she was like, I'd love to work with you. That's how she started the conversation. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, I'd love to work with you. <laughs> and um, I was like, look, let me get some women together. Let me reach out to some people. Um, she did the same. And then we, we got on a call and she said to me, um, she was like, I feel like, this should be a charity single that we do. And I, I feel like it should be for women specifically. And I was like, oh my God, we should do Dreams by the Cranberries. It just embodies everything that we, the message that we'd be trying to, to send. And anyway, long story short, the collective was formed out of Dreams, um, our charity single. And we ended up raising 250,000 euro for Safe Ireland um, for women and children in domestic abuse situations. So ever since then, the, the collective has been flying. We've released a couple of singles since and we just released our Nothing Compares to You mm -hmm. single, um, Sinead O'Connor's family's blessing, thank God, and, you know, a chosen charity of her choice that she stands by. And yeah, so, you know, the message with Irish Women in Harmony is, you know, women are always better together and there's room for every woman at the table in the music industry. It doesn't mean that, you know, we can't all be on the same festival lineups and we can't work together like we can and we're, we're better together. Um, so yeah, and then obviously throughout the years of me being friends with Ruth Ann and Amy and we just happened to write this song together, it all just feels very feels very homey and it feels it feels right so it's it it just came from a really sincere and organic place and the fact we've all been on this journey together so much and yeah it would just be it would just be amazing you know yeah that's absolutely amazing and very very special ireland have only qualified for the eurovision final once in the last 10 years which is worse than any other country, whether it's Malta, San Marino, any country. Why do you think yeah. Ireland is not doing well like recently and how do you think that could change? I think, you know, every artist is different and I think every artist that goes into, a, like every artist just has their own vision for, you know, what they want to portray and I think, um, and like how they want to to present themselves on the stage. And to be honest, I think a lot of it in recent years, it's not that the talent hasn't been there. I honestly just think it's been about a bad luck given off the back of, you know, having sent probably not so serious um, acts in the past. And like, look, these things happen because, you know, at the end of the day, it's Eurovision and you have to take risks sometimes. And I think the risks have been taken and now we've been kind of paying the price for them, to be quite honest. Um, so I think it's time that we really sent something and we showed Europe um, and the world, you know, what, what great artists that we have to offer here and, you know, what we can potentially do um, when we're given the right resources and platform and, it it all only helps the infrastructure of the industry here too when you when you receive you know those um 
what's the word I'm looking for? When you receive the the recognition that you deserve for your hard work, you know, it does pay off. And that's why I feel so keen about, you know, us taking our crown back and to hopefully hosting the Eurovision here again. Because I think, you know, we could stand a chance. And my whole main ethos of going into this is really go big or go home. Um, and it's just to give people something that's undeniable. And I think the thing for me is I'm like, well, look, Sweden's the pop capital of the world. Why would we not want to send a big pop anthem? Um, you know, I think it would definitely be appreciated there. Um, but then again, like it's Eurovision. You, all you can do is put your best foot forward and see what happens. Because at the end of the day, the you know the fans are the ones who make the make the choice and you know all I can say is is that I've definitely been listening to them and I've been hearing them when when it comes to all their advice on you know they'd like to hear more stuff in the middle eight or whatever the case may be and there's obviously still time to do that um but I think definitely it's because it's not only you as an artist it's you on the back of your country um so it's really important to listen to things like that because like look if it's not for the fans it's there's nothing there. Um, so I think it's, we definitely are at a place where we need to up our game and up our ante and, you know, have that trust in whoever we send. And, you know, I can only stick my hat in the ring and say that I would love to be that person, but we have to see how things go on Friday. Yeah. And if you do win Eurosog on Friday and get to represent Ireland at Eurovision, you'll be the first person of colour to ever represent Ireland at Eurovision. How would that make you feel representing Ireland? Well, Jesus, it would, you know, I think that that alone speaks for itself. You know, when I did Dancing with the Stars, um, I was really apprehensive to do it, if I'm being totally honest, because I knew I was going to be a minority and I didn't know how my experience would be. And that's not on anybody. That's just my own, just from my own experiences, having been a black mixed race Irish woman. um, You know, you go into things with a little you approach things with a little bit more caution and just out of protection for yourself. So I was quite apprehensive to it at the start because I was just like, well, you know, people are obviously going to have an opinion on me now instead of just my music. And I'm used to people just, you know, having opinions on my music. Um, So I, when I turned around to myself, I was just like, why would I ever hold myself back from an amazing opportunity like that? That's only going to help me in the long run in my own career when I have singer, when I have dancers and I can, I can amplify that in my own career. So the minute I did it, I was just like, it was one of the greatest decisions um, that I had ever made. So, you know, yeah, sorry. So that was back to my point was, I was like, well, look, I definitely could have used more representation in the industry that I was really entering um, because I knew Dance with the Stars was a beast of a TV show and I haven't seen many people of colour on it before. So I was just like, Look, for me, I had Samantha Mumba growing up and just seeing her on TV was enough for me to be like, do you know what? I can actually do this if I really want to do it. You know, she's an Irish girl, a black Irish girl who's doing the most and she's doing it in the UK and she's doing it in the US and she's doing it at home. So like when you see it, you believe that you can be it. And I really and I noticed that when I was on the show, the amount of parents and, you know, guardians that were reaching out to me being like, you don't know how much you've helped with my daughter's confidence, you know, she would always be so shy in school and would never want to express herself. And ever since seeing you on TV, she now wants to do everything that you can do. And um, I don't want to, you know, force the role model narrative or anything like that, because, you know, I'm, listen, I'm human, we're all flawed and we all just try and do the best that we can be. But 
at Eurovision, which is one of the biggest song competitions in the world, and to be the first woman of colour, the first black Irish woman to do it is obviously such an honour. So um, it's it's really just, that's the icing on the cake for, for me. And I think, yes, I absolutely want to qualify and I absolutely want to go on and, you know, try and win the thing. But that alone is us showing the world that, look how far we've come and how look how look how far we're going to continue to grow and this is the new Ireland um, because you know at the end of the day it's a song contest everyone's genres are so different but you know at the end of the day songs all have a formula nothing a formula like nothing's too generic and nothing's too to whatever um, it's just whatever we feel is, is the right fit and that could get the job done you know and um, yeah to be that person is obviously would be a huge honour and it's not something that I take for granted or take lightly you know taking part in Eurosong in the first place is something I definitely didn't take lightly because I knew there was potential for it to be a really huge moment um, for me and my career especially and then also for you know for Ireland it's, it's time we kind of put Ireland back on the Eurovision map and reclaimed our power and took the crown back in my opinion yeah, and just to finish up, why do you think people should vote for you? And do you have any message for like all your new fans? Well, first of all, to the new fans, I love and adore you, and thank you so much for all the like. I'm genuinely still beside myself over the amount of love and support that's been coming in. It's I, I couldn't have dreamt it up to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, I think all I can say is is that we have a huge show planned for Malmo and hopefully we can bring it there. Um, and I just want everyone to put their trust in me and put their faith in me to get the job done and to do the very best that I can. And at the end of the day, I only want to make myself proud, my team proud and, you know, my country proud. You know, I thought I'd be representing Ireland with a basketball jersey on my back, but now there's a chance for me to potentially do it with a mic in my hand instead. So it's a huge full circle moment and, um, something that I think I've 10 years in the industry, I think has definitely prepared me for, for, for Eurovision for a big stage like that. Yeah, that's amazing. And thank you so much for joining me, Erica. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into Eurovision with Adam. That was an amazing conversation with Erica Cody. And I appreciate that she spoke to me because I know she saw my video where I said I wasn't a big fan of her song and she still wanted to have a conversation with me. So I definitely do appreciate that because I've made very clear. I don't think her song Love Me Like I Do is the right song for Eurovision. But yeah, she's a very nice person. Unfortunately, uh, there was a storm in Ireland. So my internet was lagging because I had to use mobile data because my internet was broken at the time. But yeah, Erica was very nice and we got to learn a lot about her and her career. So please give Eurovision with Adam, a five-star review. And thank you so much for joining. I'm very excited for Eurosong. May the best song win. Thanks for joining, guys. Bye.